you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bide kobna, nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more sexy lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izdinite gregi. I had a major, major storm come in last night. I love these winter storms because 2.30 in the morning, I was woken up by thunder and lightning. What, in the, in the now, desert, seriously? Just in the desert, in the winter. Yeah, you normally don't get that. So, thunder and lightning and then a huge rainstorm. It was oh, just, it was, ah, it was glorious. Oh, I love it, yeah. Actually, the, the only better thing than thunder and lightning and rain in the middle of the winter, especially at night, is thunder and lightning and snow. Yeah. Thunder well, snow. I don't know if you, have you ever experienced that? Don't push it too far. I mean, I, I don't think we have storms with snow usually. It's calm when the snow falls, isn't it? Nor, yeah, normally. But, but I have been in the mountains here in southern Arizona in the winter and it's snowing and it's, you know, it's, it, there's already been snow, there's snow on the ground and another storm comes through and there's thunder and lightning and snow. That is probably one of the most glorious, fantastic yeah. sights, sounds, situations to be yeah, in. Yeah, I can so. imagine. <laughs> well, we're yeah. moving into spring but, uh, here. It's uh, winter has come and go with just maybe like a few days of snow and <laughs> obviously a few weeks of air pollution, which I think you were here for. For a little bit, I was. You got the worst of yep. it, I think. So, yes, I, I yes, thank you so much. I uh, filled up my lungs, <laughs> which is why, which is why I came home with a cold. Yeah. But um, oh well, I'm getting over that. So uh, uh, that anyway. that will teach you uh, what to well, here in winter. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, momentous events. Momentous uh, events. Yeah. <laughs> events, yeah. dear boy. Events. <laughs> um, <laughs> As uh, was it Harold McMillan, the British Prime Minister? I think. Uh, anyway, um, let's. Uh, shall we have ourselves a podcast? The, let's do this. Maybe you can announce us. Yeah, three, two, one. Earlier this week, Talat Jaferi, a member of the Dewey Party in Macedonia, a former so-called Speaker of Parliament, Defense Minister, and member of the Macedonian Army, turned terrorist in two thousand one became the interim prime minister of Macedonia for the next 100 days. For the next 24 hours, ethnic Albanians from everywhere shouted Albanians uberalis on social media platforms, bragging and crowing about the fact that Macedonia has an ethnic Albanian prime minister for a short time for the simple reason that he is an ethnic Albanian. Some called this, quote, an, o an Obama moment, unquote, mm. without realizing how race relations in America deteriorated during Obama's term in office. The next stunt for the ethnic Albanian politicians in Macedonia was for the opposition parties to visit, wait for it, the Prime Minister of Kosovo, and demand that Macedonia have an ethnic Albanian president after the upcoming presidential elections in Macedonia. Now, these people are either cowards, clowns, or cocaine addicts. We'll discuss all this and more in this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Jason Miko coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains, the snowy Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Sviten in Skopje, the capital of the third Albanian state in the Balkans. <laughs> in Skopje, I should Albanian say. Albanians, Yeah, oh. they're really, really out there. Bloody hell. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's, 
I'm not sure where to begin. I mean, I, I jotted down some notes, and we had some back and forth uh, going on this. I think this is episode 167, I believe. Is that I correct? I think so, yeah. 167 of the Macedonian uh, Content Farmers Podcast. Uh, and today is, we're recording this on Friday, February 2nd, uh, for our American listeners, Groundhog Day. Um, but that is it's neither here nor there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so earlier this week, uh, Talat Jaferi became the interim prime minister of Macedonia because of the vagaries of Macedonian political system and the agreements that uh, Sidisa and Dewey had uh, some time ago, etc. So he's prime minister for the next 100 days. Albanians are crowing and bragging about it, etc. Um, let's, let's start here. I want to address the Obama moment that uh, a number of Albanians uh, talked about. So the funny thing was when Obama, with two things, when Obama was president, he was president for eight years. A CNN poll, CNN poll, said that 54%, this is during the middle of his term, 54% say relations between blacks and whites have gotten worse since Obama became president, including 57% of whites and 40% of blacks. Gallup poll, Barack Obama was supposed to be a biracial leader who could heal the nation's racial wounds and bring the country together. But since he took office, national tensions over race have gotten worse than ever. With the share of Americans who worry a lot about race relations soaring to 35% from a bottom of 13% just after after Obama took office, according to a shocking new Gallup poll. Now, that's race relations. We're talking about ethnic relations, something similar but different, etc. And that's Obama after four years of office. I guess the good news is that Talat Jaffari will only be in office for 100 days. Uh, But I don't think that ethnic relations between Macedonians and the minority Albanian will improve during his time. Then I, I want to address this, this other issue before we kind of get into the, 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 lo, you know, the real local politics, and you've got some good insights on that, I think, uh, of the, the ethnic Albanian opposition parties going to Kosovo and meeting with Alban Kurti, the Kosovo prime minister who has his own issues with Tirana, with Washington, with, well, with everybody, uh, and they demanded, they demanded that the next president of Macedonia be an ethnic Albanian. Why? Because that's because he's an ethnic Albanian. I mean, there's there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, who are these people? It's just kind of, it's. I I don't where where is the. Where is the Albanian Thomas Sewell or Tim Scott or Ben Carson or Leo Terrell? And those people, for most of our listeners, I said those names, most people have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. Tom Sewell, a renowned American economist, in his 90s, turned out many, many books. He started out as a Marxist in college. Uh, Now he's a Mm -hmm. conservative. Um, He happens to be black. Okay, big deal. Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, wonderful conservative uh, senator. Uh, hard life raised by a single mom, um, also happens to be black. Ben Carson uh, is a brain, literally a brain surgeon. <laughs> it's just kind of, you know, uh, served under um, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Leo Terrell, uh, attorney, civil rights leader. These men are all black. But you know what? The thing I, what Douglas Murray, the British intellectual and author, says, I think the color of your skin is the least interesting thing about you. And when it comes to ethnicity, I also think, to be honest, your ethnicity really is its the least interesting thing about you. I want to know who you are as a person, what you believe, what you do, what you think, what, you're, what, what, what drives you, what are your core interests. If, if your qualification for being president of the United States is that you're black or the prime minister or president of Macedonia is that you're an Albanian, 
that makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, that's, that's it's just kind of it defies everything that we as conservatives, at least, believe. Maybe that's what the progressive left in Macedonia and the progressive left in America oh, yeah. and elsewhere thinks is important. I mean, that's the only qualification. It's just kind of, but but where is the Albanian Tom Sewell, Tim Scott, Ben Carson, Leo Terrell? Where is somebody from the ethnic Albanian community in Macedonia who will stand up and say, you know what? <laughs> I don't care if we have an ethnic Albanian or an ethnic Macedonian or an ethnic Turk or Roma or whoever as the prime minister or the president or whatever. The important thing is that he or she be competent and have the interests of all of Macedonia's citizens in mind and protect Macedonia, etc., etc., etc. I don't see anybody amongst the ethnic Albanians in Macedonia mm. who would fit that description. Mm. If I'm, I'm, I'm open to correction. As a conservative, I am open to correction. I'm not right on most things, but let me know. Listeners, tell me, who is the ethnic Albanian Tom Sewell or Tim the, Scott or Ben Carson or Leo Terrell? One exception that uh, justifies <laughs> All right, the rule I think I've been ranting now for several minutes. Would um, be Jivitet Heiredini, the let's, let's, uh, sorry? person who, is, uh, who was uh, uh, finance minister back in the day, like... 30 years ago, maybe. And he's the one who would come out mm -hmm. and say that uh, Ahmed is corrupt, that he offers nothing to the Albanians except nationalist politics. But he's the only one. I mean, everybody else... Uh, there is one kid in Levitsa, maybe we can count him in, like uh, uh, Albanian who, who joined the Levitsa party. But, uh, I mean, it's very difficult to say because uh, uh, they are in a pitch of nationalist... Uh, uh, maximum exposure, maximum success of their nationalist cause. They're making gains uh, they could not imagine possible like 10, 20 years ago. And it's very difficult mm -hmm. to stand against uh, this when your nation is uh, progressing tremendously. Even Edi Rama in his message of congratulations to Ali Ahmeti to the appointment of uh, Talab Jafiri as prime minister, he said, you may criticize him, some of you criticized him, something along those lines, but you cannot mm -hmm. uh, take it uh, away from him that he has achieved tremendous things in the country in the sense of grabbing power. So, you know, you have to be an idiot. <laughs> Literally grabbing power, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Rama didn't yeah. say grabbing power, but it's understood that you cannot... Yeah. Uh, Rama said something like elevating the Albanians to equal status, but it's not equal, it's uh, they are equal in the government, so the government is now evenly split uh, between Macedonians and Albanians, depending if we count Maricic, who is a Serb, Montenegrin, I don't know, as a Macedonian. But uh, this is twice higher representation of Albanians if we count their uh, share of population, or even more than twice. Uh, even the, the right. former members of government they obviously did not show up for the photo op for the family photo. So we had like uh, 10 Albanians against uh, seven Macedonians, something like that on the, on the picture. It wow. really looked, yeah. you know, shocking. Uh, but I mean, it really have to be, when you're seeing your team, your nation achieving such huge successes, uh, how could you, you know, go against it? Extremely unpopular. I think let's let's take a step back for a minute um, and kind of remind everybody who Talat Jaferi is. And I think this is one of the underlying reasons why there's so much opposition to him as the even the interim prime minister amongst Macedonians. 
uh, our friends from UMD, United Macedonian Diaspora, put mm. out a, a piece yesterday. And they had a, a pretty good bio. I'm just going to read it right it's real quick here. Talaj Ferry, born in the village of Farina Gostivar, undertook his primary education in uh, Chekran before embarking on a military training journey at the, this is the Yugoslav uh, Infantry Military Academy in Belgrade and Sarajevo. Returning to Macedonia after its independence, he ascended the rank of senior officer in the Macedonian army, eventually assuming command of infantry units in the Tetovo barracks. However, the pivotal moment in Jaferi's history unfolded on April 28, 2001, during the armed conflict between the Macedonian security forces and the so-called National Liberation Army, Uchika. Jaferi, then known as, quote, Commander Furina, unquote, deserted, deserted the Macedonian army to join the Uchika, allegedly responsible for the Veche massacre, killing eight Macedonian soldiers that occurred on the same day on April 28, 2001. A year later, Shaferi trans- transitioned into politics only after the Macedonian parliament passed an unconstitutional 2002 amnesty law under pressure from the U.S., the EU, shielding Jaferi and other war criminals from prosecution. Uh, he went on to become defense minister. He was elected, so-called, as parliamentary speaker under very shadowy circumstances in 2017. Um, I mean, f- mm-hmm. for me, this is almost like... so. Jefferson Davis. Most listeners will not know the name Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis, however, was the president of the Confederate States of America. He was the Secretary of War, which we today would say the Minister of Defense, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of War under President Franklin Pierce. He was a U.S. Senator from Mississippi. After the secession, he became president of the Confederate States of America after the South lost the war. Jefferson Davis was imprisoned for a few years, uh, stripped of his citizenship, uh, but granted amnesty later. His citizenship was restored in 1978, no. 110 years later. But the, 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 for me, the, the thing is, if Jeff Davis had you know, served a prison, then amnestied, like uh, Tala Jaffari was, apparently, uh, then goes on to become president of the United States, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. to me, that's what this is similar to. If Ali Ahmedi could have chosen anybody else from Dewey, but he chose... I, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure who would have been worse thinking aloud right now. Would it be, would it be Artan Gruby or Talaj yeah, Jaffari? Yeah. But, you know, Artan Gruby was just a, a punk snot-nosed kid in 2001. Well, actually, come to think of it, he's still a punk snot-nosed kid right now. Uh, but he, I don't even think he was 18 in 2001. He may have mm-hmm. been. But anyway, Talaj Jaffari literally deserted the Macedonian army. A position, he was sworn to defend the Macedonian state. He was fighting alongside... The Mas- his Macedonian army uh, comrades of whatever ethnicity, and it, and then he's pointing the gun out from the barracks at the Uchika, mm. and then he went to the other side and pointed his gun in, and as the UMD uh, bio there said, you know, yeah. p- probably responsible for the, the Veche massacre. I mean, that, I think, is what so many Macedonians object to, is the fact that this literal turncoat, traitor, deserter, is now, for a brief time, the interim prime minister of Macedonia. He's more like a Benedict Arnold in your history, I guess, than Jefferson Davis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and hopefully his I mean, cousins like Arnold's. Um, I mean, uh, it uh, definitely uh, led to an outburst of uh, uh, national accomplishment, national success. Uh, national destiny, you know, we are we are achieving our national destiny. Albanians already had a, a third 
prime minister in the region, so they have the prime ministers of Albania and Kosovo, the two currently nation states of the Albanians in the region. Uh, for a year, they had the prime minister of Montenegro, Drita Nabazovic. Right. So he was the first uh, third Albanian prime minister in the region. We expected that Macedonia will um, provide this statistical data point, but it was Montenegro. But Montenegro is trending in a different direction. They have uh, the fight there is between the Serbs and Montenegrins, whose identity will prevail. They have a census to decide this issue. The Albanians are a smaller minority there. They are uh, appealing to a sliver of Montenegro, but not to partition the country in two, as the, or, or control the whole country, as Macedo Albanians in Macedonia do. So in Macedonia, it might be a more uh, longer-lasting feature. So we have, uh, so you said that this government will be only a technical government for 100 days. I saw today on Twitter uh, Vistino Merd, a USAID-funded uh, uh, Media Matters spin-off. Uh, uh, oh, is that our friend, uh, the drunk? What's his uh, name? Philip? Uh, is he a drunk? No? Oh, he's a major... Oh, oh you mean Vladimir, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vladimir, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vladimir, yeah. So uh, they have uh, uh, an explanation that it's nothing, you know, we're uh, falsely presenting this as the end of the world. It's just, as you said, an audit in the law, so it's just a technicality. But uh, first of all, we had an experience where the first technical prime minister, Emil Dimitriev, appointed instead of Gruevsky as part of this package that US and the EU insisted we accept during the Colored Revolution. He was prime minister for quite some time. I mean, as the elections kept being postponed, maybe for a full year even, I think. So it's possible that we have problems with the elections if war, epidemic starts, if, if we cannot form a government after the elections. That's also a very strong possibility yeah. if the result is yeah. inconclusive or if Vimero wins convincingly, but, but uh, uh, the US embassy yeah. pressures the... Albanian parties not to form a coalition with Vamera. This could also be a problem. Uh, so Jafiri could be a prime minister for a long time. Then there is now a strong uh, rumor uh, that uh, SDSM is desperate for the Albanian vote. They already promised the prime minister for 100 days, the prime minister position. The Albanian parties do all constantly want something more. The only thing they haven't received so far is the post of interior minister, which is possibly even stronger than the post of prime minister. Um, sure. Reportedly, SDSM was offering them that they divide the four-year term in half, so that Dewey has the prime minister in the first two years, so then we could have a proper politically elected Albanian prime minister for the first two years, for 2014-2015, uh, 2024-2025, and then only afterwards, SDSM takes over with a prime minister of their own. So it's not nothing, it's not a minor yeah. curiosity, it's uh, reflective of the very real, very actual takeover, power grab uh, of Albanian parties, Albanian politicians in Macedonia, of Macedonian institutions, and of the overall course of the country. And the SDSM is uh, desperate to allow this to continue happening because Otherwise, they're going to lose the elections. There was a poll on the Macedonian television yesterday 
two to one, even more, even I think even more than two to one ratio between Vumera and his DSM, uh, which means disaster, means landslide for Vumera. So they desperately need to have uh, Dewey join them in a pre-election coalition with joint lists, but also possibly a joint candidate for a prime minister. So we could be stuck with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I want to, this, this really bugs me though, living in, especially living in America and seeing our race relations here and then comparing it to Macedonia, et cetera. I, I'm reminded of um, um, author and satirist, the late great P.G. O'Rourke, that said, everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to help with the washing up. Mm. <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's reflective of Macedonia's ethnic Albanians. They all want these positions but they don't want to deal with the nitty-gritty issues that affect the citizens of Macedonia, including ethnic Albanians, ethnic everybody. You know, basic infrastructure, education, healthcare. And we can talk about healthcare and what's happened under Sidisa Dewey, uh, and as well as education. Uh, you know, garbage pickup, uh, electricity, water, all these things. They have no interest in, in dealing with real-world, real-life issues that affect the citizens, They're even their own constituency. And that's because they all want to be at the top. They all want these positions, but they actually don't want to deal with the nitty-gritty issues of actually governing. That's what bugs the bloody hell out of me with, with these people. And so many of the... And, and the other thing, sorry, to continue on my rant, is that basically these people are um, victim mongers. Mm. You know, the ethnic Albanian leadership, just like the, the quote-unquote, you know, black leadership in America, not the black leader, but, you know, the, the leftist black leadership, whether it's Ibram X. Kendi, whose real name is Henry, by the way, uh, or uh, the so-called Reverend Al Sharpton, who is definitely not a reverend, or the other one, um, Jesse Jackson. These are all victim mongers. They basically say to their constituencies, uh, and it falls upon the ears of poor black Americans and others, is that you people are stupid. You people are ignorant. You people can't do anything for yourself. Vote for us. Give us power. Uh, shore up our NGO system, etc., etc., and then we'll get everything done for you. And they're 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 shakedown artists. They're race baiters, mm. and it's a mirror image, I think, of the ethnic Albanian leadership in Macedonia. They're victim mongers. They're they're shakedown artists. They don't care about their constituency. Cry bullies. It just bugs. Uh, cry bullies is usually what we use for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just bugs the bloody hell out of me. Anyway, um, uh, okay. Slightly, I want to I want to get into the the uh, the Albanian opposition, the ethnic Albanian opposition in mm -hmm. Macedonia and um, Kurti and all that. But before that, um, I want to address one issue which I find interesting from a couple of different perspectives. So, uh, on uh, I think it was Monday when Jaffari became quote unquote interim prime minister, uh, David Gear or Greer, I always forget mm -hmm. how to pronounce which. The, the EU ambassador gave his uh, congratulations on Twitter, mm. on the Twitter sphere. The U.S. ambassador did not, uh, and I haven't mm. seen anything on Twitter from here, but there is this so-called letter. Uh, it looks on, mm. on the, on the on, sorry, on X. Uh, it says, Embassy of the United States of America, Office of the Ambassador. It's in the uh, Albanian language, and it's addressed to Jaffari, and it's supposedly signed, you know, Angela. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's real or not. You know, uh, it, was it seems to have posted on a Facebook yeah. group with, uh, which has been operating for a long time, has a lot of followers and has Talat Jaffer's name. Wait. It's solely dedicated to Talat. So it looks legitimate at first glance. Uh, 
right? My confusion in the letter was that she congratulates him on becoming the first Albanian prime minister of Macedonia, which I don't think she uh, would in any case. She wouldn't make that mistake. Yeah, she wouldn't yeah, go that true. far. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that sounded fake. And then if you inspect the... It's a hell of a lot of effort to build up a Facebook page like this and then, mm -hmm. you know, destroy it for, uh, for one manipulation of this kind. For a, for a, for a buck. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a long con. It's possible that, you know, this will be used uh, like uh, weeks later or maybe any moment now to have an extensive like attack on uh, the right that we are peddling misinformation, fake news, because a lot of people fell for this because actually it looks believable, not only because it's something that the U.S. Embassy would do. I mean, what the U.S. Embassy sure. is pushing, having the Albanians run the country and appointing an Albanian prime minister. Uh, but um, Angela just came out yesterday in an interview, again demanding that Vamara practically uh, commits to changing the Vigilate. constitution, so practically commits suicide before the elections. Right. I mean, both her and Jim O'Brien are openly rooting for uh, Dewey and SDSM to continue in power. Jim O'Brien, when he was here, he said the Albanian parties should keep in mind the issue of unity, do not divide the votes. He was literally telling the Albanian opposition not to challenge Dewey, not to upset wow. the Dewey SDSM apple cart in the elections. Uh, so it's very plausible that this is their message they're giving privately. And the ex amount of effort that went into creating this fake Facebook page looks like a long con. Uh, also, there was a video yesterday or the day before when Jaferi came to his, uh, I don't know if it's Gustivar or his village near Gustivar, and he's welcomed by a bunch of men in, uh, like, lined up like soldiers almost, uh, lighting football uh, torches. Mm -hmm. And in the background... Mm -hmm. Tiki torches? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Vomero does this as well. Everybody does this in the Balkans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that in the background, you can hear... It, it does look a lot of nationalists. Like, he's, he was a yeah. officer in the Uchaka, so he's line, the people lined up for him. You know, it looks very militaristic. Uh, you know, impression you would not get with a Macedonian politician. And then in the background, you can hear a, no, a sound uh, going uh, Kosovo, Albania, Ilirida, the name they would use for Macedonia. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Chamiria, the part of Epirus, which Albanians claim in Greece, and Malizi, Montenegro. But it's, it's noticeable that the chant is too loud, like it's too many people compared to what actually showed up for him in his, I guess, by now depopulated village. And uh, the sound is fake. Yeah, the video is correct, is accurate. The oh, sound is from a yeah. different Albanian nationalist event, probably a football stadium or some okay. protest. So yeah, we have these things which are obviously spread a lot. And then uh, the fact checker, the left-wing fact checkers came out. They came out against the Serbian media, which obviously said, look at Macedonia. They have an Albanian prime minister. This country has gone to the dogs. Obviously, a message the Serbs like to put out as they are also now facing a colored revolution. So let's check in on the neighboring country which had a colored revolution. Let's see how that worked out for them, which is very legitimate. And uh, the fact checkers say, no, no, it's fake. 
because it's all in accordance with the law or or he might just be there for a short time not necessarily as i said but so we will have the fact checkers out in force for the elections just as is the sm is so down in the polls and they will need all the help they can get from the embassy and the USAID programs well shouldn't shouldn't uh, the shouldn't uh, the us government us taxpayer funded fact checker there check out this letter um, the embassy has not addressed this media outlets have not addressed this we were just left to speculate on twitter right, but so, it would be nice though if, yeah. if since uh, the truth meter group you know seems to to do these things for uh, that's what their mandate is. It would be good for them to try and check this out. They're so. letting us uh, comment on this without clarifying. And then I think they will be like, okay, yeah, look at all these fake news, all these people. We have to remove them from Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's, um, I want your take because you know this far better than I, and I think our listeners would be interested in it. The, uh, the Albanian opposition part, ethnic Albanian opposition parties in Macedonia. Mm vis-a-vis the relationship with Dewey, with Kurti, with Rama, with all of these, as we talked about in our off, offline chat before the, uh, before the podcast, the, the petty poshes mm. of the region that are right. all fighting for their little slice of the pie. Yeah, it's very funny, <laughs> the, the fact that uh, Ali Ahmiti and Idi Rama and uh, Isdi Assem are now protesting that an Albanian country is interfering in the Macedonian elections, picking winners and losers, <laughs> that uh, the people who created the Tirana platform in 2017, uh, uh, to, under which all the Albanian parties got together in Tirana under the auspices of Edi Rama, the prime minister, and of uh, uh, Brenner, the US, uh, the CIA director. The, no, yeah, the CIA, the CIA director was Brenner, right? Or the DEI. Uh, who? the director of CIA when uh, in 2016-2017 oh I can't remember that yeah. oh yeah no it was Brennan Brennan yeah, yeah. the guy who came to Tirana yeah. and days later yeah. we had the Tirana platform at the peak of the colored revolution instructing the Albanian parties not to form a coalition with Vimero but to support ASDSM instead so this was done by Edi Rama. This is the, we lived in the results of this meeting. <laughs> so now the Albanian opposition, uh, which orients toward uh, Albin Kurti with a nationalist, also a nationalist message, but a more populist, kind of like left-wing nationalist mix. Uh, and a guy who is in a, in a difficult fight with the US diplomats in the region because he's not apparently one of their players. Uh, and uh, who also has a different kind of a feud with Edi Rama uh, because Kurti wants to have a more independent place for Kosovo in the future, Greater Albania, while Edi Rama obviously thinks that Kosovo, if it unites into Greater Albania, it should be Albania leading the, the, this project. Uh, and then also there is an ethnic division because uh, Edi Rama has more voters, more support in the ex-Christian in the Tosk, uh, southern lowland region of Albania, while um, bo- both the opposition in Albania and Kurti come from the more Geg, uh, the other Albanian tribe, the Gigs, the more Muslim, yeah. the more hillside people of Albania. So they actually have a physical division mm. within the Greater Albania project. 
and a political one, and also you're being in a position, and Kurti sends that all the power that Ahmeti has amassed in Macedonia, it's now a good time to challenge him and maybe take over some or all of this power by you know, using very legitimate corruption scandals against him. So uh, Kurti had over all the Albanian opposition parties, including one party, the latest party in this carousel. All of the Albanian opposition parties were in government with the SDSM, but then left because they sensed that there is a lot of popularity to be made by attacking SDSM and Dewey on corruption issues. So the, so the last parties who joined the government lose their popularity. The, the first ones who left uh, have an upswing. So Besa was with SDSM in the government, originally helped them win the 2020 elections. But now they're the first who left the government, and now they have the reputation of being the leaders of the opposition. The other opposition, Albanian party, is the movement, uh, the democratic movement, which left Dewey. So they say, listen, we gave up on all the privilege of being in government with Ali Ahmeti. Now we expose his corruption. Uh, so they're all get, getting a lot of popular support. While the Alliance of Albanians has a lot of members in parliament, and this is why they were courted to join the government and bribed to join the government. They were given houses in Skopje, its leader, its deputy leader. But now they feel the pinch, losing support as part of the government, so now they want to rejoin the opposition. So even the alliance joined this meeting in Pristina. And they said, OK, Ahmeti is pushing for prime minister. We will challenge him on the office of president. We have never had an Albanian president of the country. The novelty of having an Albanian prime minister has worn off. So now we can... Uh, <laughs> Already? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So now One day, can, 24 hours later, the novelty wears off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun while it lasted. Yeah. It's so, like a five-year-old. My yeah. goodness. <laughs> but it's gimme, very... gimme, gimme. Okay, you give it to him, and then yeah. five minutes later, gimme, gimme, it's something else. Yeah, I'm done playing with this. No, but it's very shrewd yeah. because they figure... I think we discussed this the last episode as well. So SDSM needs to have a pre-election coalition with Dewey. But we're also having presidential elections at the same time. So part of this deal would be that, obviously, Dewey also supports the SDSM candidate for president. But if the Albanian opposition runs a candidate, then obviously even Dewey voters, Albanians, would not like to vote for a Macedonian candidate from SDSM against an Albanian candidate. So it's possible that if there is, the candidates are Vomero, SDSM, and an Albanian opposition presidential candidate, that the Albanian opposition will get a huge number of votes uh, from the uh, ethnic Albanians. And so, because we would have general elections just two weeks later, it's possible that Albanian nationalists who might vote for Dewey, but also want to vote for an Albanian presidential candidate, might split the ticket or maybe even join the Albanian opposition altogether in the second round. And uh, at the very least, Dewey will be shown as losing a huge chunk of the Albanian votes, at least in the first round of the presidential elections. So this is the message from Jim O'Brien telling the Albanian opposition, do not run your own presidential candidate, do not push so strongly against Dewey, let you know, keep the Albanian vote unified. But obviously, the Albanian opposition parties are challenging this idea. Uh, Ahmeti was in Pristina as well on the eve of this meeting. 
he was sending publicly rebuking Kurti for trying to organize a challenge against him. Uh, the next day, when Taravari, the leader of this alliance of Albanians, which is neither here nor there, he returned to Skopje, uh, immediately went to see Kovacevsky, and then uh, uh, there is talk that uh, Dewey will try to engineer a coup in his party and uh, depose him for challenging the government. So yeah, there is a, the, but the funniest part is that the Tirana platform people, ASDSM, Ali Ahmeti, Edi Ram are now complaining that we have a Pristina platform and <laughs> they're protesting against other Albanian politicians in the region for, because they're interfering and meddling in Macedonia, trying to grab power for themselves. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> the old joke, um, yeah, the Albanians all want to be united in greater Albania. The question is, where's the capital, Tirana, Pristina, yeah. or Tetovo? So, mm. um, or yeah. Skopje. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to read here, going back, that's a good analysis, by the way. Thank you. I think our listeners will appreciate that. Um, on the, the these opposition leaders who met with Kurti on uh, on Tuesday, um, because by, <laughs> as you said, the novelty of a ethnic yeah. Albanian as prime minister in Macedonia had, had worn off 24, after 24 hours. And this is, I don't, maybe you've been following this, Euronews Albania. I'm not sure mm. who they are. I haven't delved into who supports them, etc. cetera. Um, but they, they sure seem to churn out a lot of articles about Macedonia. Uh, but the article says, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so this is, this is a, an announcement from the Prime Minister of Kosovo. So this is his announcement, which says, that the four leaders of the Albanian parties expressed their proposal for, quote, a president of Macedonia who embodies coexistence between ethnic groups and guarantees the European path of Macedonia, a president who this time could, should come from among the Albanians, unquote. Um, I love that because it is just so childish and infantile and basically stupid, uh, a president who should come from the Albanians. What does that even mean? I mean, where, where, where's the, the whole issue of, you know, leadership and vision and proposals and all of the stuff that leaders are supposed to have for the good of the people of the entire country, not just one bloody ethnic group. Mm -hmm. It is just mind-boggling stupid that these people, this is the language that they put out. I mean, Kerbin's not a complete, an, an, an idiot. He's mm -hmm. very urbane and, you know, he's an atheist as all good elites should be, and he's married to a Norwegian, and, mm. uh, you know, his god is himself, uh, mankind, whatever, uh, and so he, he should, I would think he would know better than to put out a statement that says the next president of Macedonia should be a, an, an Albanian because mm. we need an Albanian. I mean, that's just yeah. mind-boggling, as, as Jonah Goldberg says, ass-achingly stupid. Um, it's just kind yeah. of, ah! Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't get it, but oh well. Maybe maybe, maybe this is just part of the politicking of it all. No, it's a good plan to, to challenge Dewey in the first round of the elections and uh, right. break up this coalition between SDSM and Dewey, which would destroy SDSM. And then, uh, I mean, I, I think in the end, SDSM gave so much uh, power to Everything. the Albanians that... Uh, they're getting greedy. I mean, uh, there are so many divisions and splits in the Albanian parties. Everybody wants to be the uh, 
to have like a group of two or three members of parliament because you know SDSM literally gave free seats in the government including powerful ones like the healthcare minister with thousands of employees and hundreds of millions in budget uh, to a party which had three seats in parliament like they got one the government department for one vote in parliament it was it was ridiculous <laughs> they have okay. SDSM over the barrel and uh, everybody's getting greedy and uh, it's going to be seriously a challenge for Vermeer uh, when they win the elections, if they are allowed to form a government by the Americans, mm. uh, to rein in the Albanians to put them back into a, a realistic, uh, you know, give them a, a realistic share of power relative to their size of population and contribution to the economy. It's, it's going to be right. They have to fire like tens of thousands of Albanians from the public the sector. Public sector workers that do nothing, exactly, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, uh, you know, I've repeated this on this podcast and my writings many times before, but the first the first dollar billionaire in the world was J. Paul Getty, the oilman, and the yeah. reporter asked him once, Mr. Getty, how much is enough? And he responded, just one dollar more. Mm. And my question for Macedonia's ethnic Albanian politicians, you know, how much is enough? Just one euro more, just one more public sector job, just one more this, just one more that. There's never enough. It's insatiable. Mm. Um, as a related, I, I noticed the Transparency International just put out, for what it's worth, their Corruptions Perceptions Index. Uh, Macedonia has, has gone up just slightly in 2023, uh, score mm. 42, zero is bad, 100 is great. Uh, but in 2020, just a few years ago, they were at 35. In 2019, they were at 35. In 2017, when they took over, they were 35. Uh, so they've, they've gone up just a little bit, but still, I mean, and, and this is something, you know, we like to bash the American and the EU ambassadors and the Dutch ambassador and everybody else, but they're correct when they point out the, the corruption problem in Macedonia, uh, and yet they don't seem to be able to get any, you know, no amount of State Department or Treasury Department uh, blacklists seems to have any effect on mm. Dewey or Sidasa. They just keep wallowing in corruption. Mm. Yeah, Tala just removed the law that was going to make the U.S. blacklist essentially law in Macedonia. It would have mandated ah, right. that yeah. uh, our prosecutors have to begin a criminal investigation against an official uh, of the government or whoever is named in a U.S. blacklist. And then uh, Tala just withdrew the law, which is crazy by itself. Wow. Seriously, but, this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Just now. Huh. One, one of his first moves as prime minister, essentially. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But I don't know if it will be applied it... retroactively. It might even actually be helpful to the people on the list because, you know, they would say, well, listen, these guys who were on the list already, we passed the law, but they were on the list before the law was passed. So, hey, we can't go after them, you cannot apply a law retroactively. It's possible that they're planning some, something like that. <laughs> huh. Huh. Especially when Talat said that his, his mandate is just to prepare for free and fair and open and transparent elections, yada, yada, yada. Mm. So, and then he starts doing pulling shenanigans like that. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, again, going back to my ambassador, uh, Angela Aguilar, who you know, keeps harping on corruption and whatnot, I don't know. I, I think she's she just says empty words nowadays, and it doesn't seem to mean anything. She doesn't seem to do much um, when it comes to this. Not that we want interference from the internationals. We'd like we'd like 
we, the United States, would like to see, you know, countries take charge of their own affairs. But the problem is we keep interfering uh, mm -hmm. one way or the other, depending on, you know, what the State Department seems to want at any given time. And that mm -hmm. really confuses the situation. Um, okay, so we got elections. Uh, so he's there 100 days. We're counting down. Let's see, this is the second. So he's got 100 days. So he's got 95 days left. Mm -hmm. uh, elections are the 24th of April. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. The, the 8th of May is the main 8th event. of May is presidential. And then two weeks before that are the... Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, the first round of elections. Uh, okay, so which in itself is weird because the 8th of May is a Wednesday and Europeans always hold their elections on a Sunday. So that's going to be... I guess everybody will get... I guess it'll be a public holiday so, so that everybody can go vote. Um... Latest polls, of course, show we'll go far and ahead. But to mm -hmm. your point earlier, you know, will the U.S. State Department, will the EU, the vast EU foreign policy apparatus, um, you know, allow mm -hmm. Lomero to, to form an election? I, I suppose it depends on if Lomero gets 61 seats, which I think we've talked about this a couple of episodes back. It's going to be tough for them to pull that off. But 54, 55, 56, then we'll see. Mm -hmm. any, any, any latest any polls come out this week? So yeah, it was the Macedonian television poll, like ratio, ah. like two to one, between mm -hmm. Romero and SDSM. Uh, there was this funny poll from uh, um, this Andrei, uh, you know, Andrei Stoykovsky from the Press Institute, that ridiculous <laughs> left-wing NGO yeah. guys. So they did yeah. like not a poll on uh, uh, the parties, but a poll on probability who will form the government depending on all these shenanigans with post-election uh, coalitions with the Albanians. And he said the ratio is like 96% chance that SDSM will form a government against 4% chance for Romero. <laughs> and everybody is taking the piss at this. Oh, mm -hmm. now, interesting. Of course, the, you, know, you, know what, you know what the odds were for Trump to win in 2016? 6%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he pulled we, to to use a poker term he pulled an inside straight so uh, mm. so maybe maybe Vomer will pull an inside straight on this one uh, we'll, we'll we'll see so uh, any good news I mean this is all good news <laughs> we are getting to the end game we are getting to the final to the Rasberska as we would say to the epilogue but we'll see how it goes I mean which way it goes it, it's very possible we have like protracted technical government, inability to form mm. a coalition, wait for the outcome of the U.S. elections, um, right? Uh, so we know that where we stand. Um, yeah, it's uh, even the Albanian opposition, even if, you know, they run a separate campaign after the elections, they might have conditions for Vomero, which are going to be difficult. Um, even if the U.S. diplomats in the region allow Vomero to form a government, they will need some checks and balances in the form of a strong Albanian party in the coalition, like Dewey, or some strong guarantees from uh, the Albanian opposition, which they mistrust because they don't like Kurti as well, their patron. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, we're getting to the point where, you know, the government either has to go full totalitarian, do something extreme like uh, the last times when we voted during COVID and then we had uh, 
the power go out in the state electoral commission on the eve of the vote, you know, open yep. uh, endorsement of the government by the U.S., by EU people, you know, like all these things that break the, the veil and uh, lift the veil a little bit, uh, which is all good, I mean. And then, um, and then we might actually have uh, an actual turnaround in, uh, in power. Then there's also the threat that, you know, we may have a change of government, but as we are now, you know, uh, we have the new ministers, but the, for example, the new interior minister, he's immediately off. Uh, there were some interesting arrests. So there was a raid on the last day of Oliver Spasovsky's term as interior minister. He raided Gerchatz, this Albanian village, notorious for drug smuggling, all the kingpins in this, I mean, this is European level drug smuggling, cocaine smuggling. All the kingpins ah. have fled in time. Uh, they tried to raid the village for two years. Several days before the raid, we, we could read on Twitter all about it. So you know, everybody <laughs> knew there. Yeah, <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, but uh, he tried to do something. And then the next day, just after Vimera appointed an interior minister, Pancha Toshkovsky, a lawyer, close confidant of Mitskovsky, uh, he, there were immediate arrests in the oncology clinic of doctors, directors linked to this horrible scandal of stealing cancer drugs, selling them to Kosovo. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so they are now arrested and there is like a more serious investigation into this. But also there is another announcement of what's to come. So Toshkovsky immediately went to the uh, passport office, which falls under the interior ministry, where we are forced until the 12th of February to take out new passports. So I will not be able to leave the country after the February 12th. Uh, unless, if you don't have a passport that says North Macedonia on it, you can, you, you, our own government is notifying the world that our passports are now invalid, even though you still have years on your passport. Uh, if the name is the Republic of Macedonia, our own government is telling other countries, do not let this person through, which is going to be a huge problem about a million people, especially in Skopje, where you cannot get an appointment, you cannot physically get to the office and and then even if you finish taking your having your picture taken and details and data you cannot then pick up the finished passport there are such huge crowds even for the pickup of the completed documents wow. it's complete wow so now the Vimera That's guy 10, 10 days in. from now yes in 10 days a million people in this country will not be able to leave the country so the Vimera guy comes in and then he does what Vimera people do and says, okay, this is crazy, this is ridiculous. Immediately reassigning people from other places, moving them to this department. Police officers are volunteering to join this. Immediately the crowds go down, uh, puts in a system to have the documents shipped to your home so you don't have to wait for hours in line. Okay. Hmm. And, and then he goes to meet the Greek ambassador. Mm-hmm and ask her, listen, what, uh, something that both Pendarovsky and Kovachevsky refused to do, uh, and ask her, can you, you know, can we postpone this? this? This is ridiculous. And then we have a response from Greece, no, fuck you. Uh, and then uh, we also have an attack from the left, from the right, from, from the populist left, which, you know, yeah. very predictable, because 
you know, what we, they say, okay, well, this, this is what we get with Vimara, just a more competent implementation of the Nord <laughs> Nordernization project. They're not right. going to yeah. change things. Uh, they're just going to make the process run more efficiently and smoothly. Nobody doubts that Vimara is the more competent party. But, uh, you know, the matter, the, the issue is we go, we're going to elections. We don't want uh, competence. We want to burn things down. We want to end these humiliations of the past four years with, or seven, seven, eight years. We don't want to have them implemented faster and better. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so this is a problem. We may have a Vimara government, but will it be able to change things? Yeah. To put the Albanians back in a realistic, yeah. ho have them hold a realistic share of power, and also put an end to the humiliations of Macedonians on the international on the national issues. Mm -hmm. mm. That that's a problem. Yeah, good point. Wow, watch the space. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, we're running long. It's Friday. You need to get home. I need to get yeah. some work done. Um, it's been a long time since we've done a farmer's pick, but I've got, I just pulled up a picture here and, and I, I want to, we, we need to reinstitute this and, and I, I've got something here I want to leave on a high positive note this Friday morning, Friday afternoon for folks, uh, especially for lovers of the vine. Macedonia makes some of the best wine in the world. I learned on my last trip, most recent trip, that Macedonia is the 20th largest producer of wine on planet mm. Earth. Congratulations, Macedonia. Um, and makes some fantastic wine. My friends at Wineberry on uh, Metropolitan... Not, not a sponsor. What? Uh, not, not a sponsor. No, no, not a sponsor. No, 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 no. But this is, I'm just, this is my farmer's pick. Uh, my, my friends at Wineberry on uh, Metropolit Goliganov in Skopje uh, sell wonderful wines from little wineries that you've never heard of, that most Macedonians have never heard of. Mm. Uh, but uh, I picked up a couple of bottles and brought them back. Uh, the Naumchevi Cabernet Sauvignon Barrique and the Popov Kratosia Reserve. Both mm. big, bold, beautiful Macedonian wines. They come in, both of them come in at 15%. Uh, very fruit forward, just really will grab you and, and you'll enjoy them. So if you're, you're a mm -hmm. wine drinker, go to Wineberry in Skopje and uh, ask uh, Yadranka for those, for those wines. If she has them, if she doesn't, she'll get them for you and, and sample some of the other ones that are there mm -hmm. as well. So you will enjoy. Have you, have you been to Wineberry? Uh, no, no, not yet. No. Okay, okay. I got to take you on the next trip though, on my yeah. next trip. Or just go in the meantime, take your wife. My goodness. Go on, on yeah. a date night. So, yeah. So... We'll do, we'll do. All right. That was a good good wrap-up, a good uh, good analysis, and uh, we'll check back in in a week or two and see where we are. Uh, Urima, as the Albanians would say now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> as the Whatever. Americans would say. <laughs> Whatever. So. Yeah. All right, man. Good talking to you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.